0: Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer.
1: Hi, guys, and thank you for joining us today. It's me, Beth, your social media extraordinaire with you today as you know it is progressive and unlimited Success's 11th birthday today and i am joined with rob and mark we get to talk to them today about the top 11 business tips that you have learned over all the years while being at progressive and unlimited success so if we go into our first one it's manage your emotions and master your life
0: yeah so i think when we started in business um, you don't realise what an emotional roller coaster it is, a bit like being in a relationship or having uh, kids, being a parent. And um, I think you have this naive fantasy when you start a company that people work for you. Uh, no, they don't, people work for themselves. And it's very easy to take things personally, things that people write about you online, things that you may, maybe some of your staff do that you know, maybe you didn't want them to do, things that the HMRC do that you don't want them to do, things that your business partner does that you don't want them to do. Um, but you know if you want to grow a business you have to let go of control and you have to let people be them Um, and so over the years working on your working on our management of our emotions i.e we feel personal about something and how it affects us but actually it's not about us and if we can manage those emotions and still be professional and still care about people and not have a meltdown or not overreact stay cool when the market's going like that or you know staff members come and go, or you've got a, a legal case, or you've got trolls. Handling that very well um, and calmly uh, is something I definitely couldn't do 12 years ago. And I hate, look, no one's perfect at it. You know, we're all people, aren't we? But I think I've got better at it. And, and Mark and I have worked on it together in our partnership. And you know, you watch the American TV shows and watch people like they're pointing and shouting. And you, know, you go and be competitive and bash your competition and you win and it's victory at all costs. Well, actually, it's not like that at all. If you want to, one thing being in it 11 years has taught me is that you need to make friends with as many people as you can. You need to treat people as well as you can because things come round.
1: Was it quite a quick lesson that you picked no, up? On? No, no, I was very no. slow
0: at it. <laughs> uh, no, it took me many years. Um, and a lot of therapy, and a lot of personal development courses, and a lot of Tony Robbins courses, hugging, high fiving, kissing, and clapping, um, and a lot of books and audio programs. Um, but I think it's a vital part of business.
2: I'd say the same in a, a sort of um, in, in, in another way because we we do quite different things in, in the business, um, and um, I think most of the time you're, you know, if I'm if I'm dealing, I don't know, with legal stuff or development stuff or you know, working on um, finance or whatever it is, it's, it's, it's probably more like that. Okay. Whereas Rob's side of the business is more sort of, you know, marketing or sales or, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's a lot more variable. Okay. But I mean, you have to keep your core cool when you're dealing
0: with your refurb teams, don't you? Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you we got, go. <laughs> got, you have to go into some hard meetings that you don't want to go in. Yeah. and still do, be
2: professional. Every
0: couple of weeks, i yeah, so have, have to, one of those. Yeah. You have to talk to planning yeah. consultants
2: really nicely, don't you? You're nice to them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially the officers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So on the second one, most government regulation or tax proposals don't happen or aren't as bad as you think.
2: So this is back to the um, the point which we made uh, around when there's a big change in the economy, or you know, there's a there's a change in regulations, or or people, people are, are saying that something's going to change in a big way, that people often panic and sell properties or stop buying or change their strategy or, or whatever. Um, often when you get a, a new set of politicians in, um, as happened with you know David Cameron, George Osborne, they introduced a raft of changes such as putting the stamp duty up and saying that you couldn't offset all the mortgage interest against your rent, if you own the property personally. Um, and they, they introduced lots of other changes with housing benefit. <coughs> now those are things that happened. Prior to that, I would say there were probably another 95 things which were talked about by commentators or perhaps MPs, um, perhaps ministers. Um, and, and, and definitely the media in general. weren't well, they going to the, drop
0: that, and they never did. Uh, huh. yeah. That
2: that 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 was you know that went up to twenty percent, didn't it? Yeah. Remember when it was seventeen and a half? Remember when it was fifteen? Um, you know that, that 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 didn't come back down again. I remember when there were the EU were going to regulate all buy-to-let mortgages. Uh, that went away. Um, I we were reme- going to be able to
0: put resi's in a SIP?
2: Yeah, we? you yeah. were going to be able to put residential properties into a pension. Um, that that was actually quite far advanced and the government said it was going to happen and the, the pension industry spent hundreds of millions getting ready for it mm-hmm. and at the last minute they pulled it but sort of even before that uh, even before it gets to that stage there were, there is also always a whole load of talk around things that are going to happen you know Brexit's going to happen all the polish are going to go home you know there's going to be a lot less bulgarians and romanians and you know latvians are not going to be here anymore all the houses are going to be empty well, you know, that seems to have gone away now, doesn't it? Now their rights are, looks like all well, their rights are going to be guaranteed and everyone's going to be allowed to stay. What a surprise. Um, it was pretty obvious that was going to happen anyway. Um, there, are, there are so many of those stories and ideas that have come about over the years that until it gets, it, it looks pretty serious, maybe there's a government consultation or there's a, a minister or the Prime Minister saying, this is what we're going to do, I don't really take it very seriously anymore. Because you would spend your life getting ready for 95% of things that don't change, don't happen, recession that doesn't come, interest rates that don't come up. Because of course, interest rates have been going up for the last, well, since they came down uh, almost every year. And every time they predict, you know, make a prediction about them, when they're going to go up, they're usually wrong. I'm not saying they're not going to go up because they will, but. People have no idea when and by how much. You can't predict this stuff. No. So um, don't take too much notice of, of, <laughs> of the stuff, which, um, which is, a, is a maybe.
1: Just hit the media with a pinch of salt, maybe, yeah. till it actually yeah. is confirmed.
2: Yeah, and other people as well, because it's often other investors that are saying that stuff is guaranteed, and most of the time they're just wrong. They're yeah, everyone
0: apple. loves to make a prediction, don't they? Yeah. everyone does.
1: People don't work for you; they work for themselves. You spoke about this a little yeah. Bit earlier.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that um, when you set, set up a business, you have this naive fantasy that you know people work for you because you pay them. Well, actually, um, they don't. They work for themselves because they want to achieve their own goals. They've got their own career aspirations. They obviously want to pay their mortgages and have holidays and have their their lifestyle that they want. And I think. Um, maybe a few years ago with having some great people in this team that that taught me as much as i've taught them Um, i think if you can give people that work for you or with you whether they're outsourced or insourced or partnerships or whatever if you treat them as an equal and maybe as as a partner more than a subordinate um, and you try and find out their values and what's most important to them in their life and and actually what they want to do obviously you know you were in a previous role with us weren't you beth and you know you wanted to move into a different role and We were all excited about that and we made that happen, which was a really great thing. Um, So yeah, I just think if you're more focused on caring about um, what other people around you want as much as is what you want, and help them meet those needs. um, And I also used to naively think, well, what motivates me will motivate others. And so what motivated me might have been money um, or status. Um, some people, you know, giving them a, a, letting them choose their own title would be worth like giving them a 5,000 pound pay rise. I remember um, one person who worked for us, we um, offered a really nice bonus, and actually she kind of turned her nose up, um, which was surprising to me, but actually giving a Friday afternoon off, um, because that was important to her, and, she, and I think she had children at the time, that was really valuable to her. So I think when you find out what people really want and what they, where, where they want to go with their career, and see your role, it's almost like the servant leadership role of helping them um, meet their own goals and needs, they'll in turn help you meet your own goals and needs. Um, ultimately to have control you have to completely relinquish control. Um, you know, and The more you try and force someone to do what you want them to do through fear or perfectionism, um, you just push them away uh, and, and you know, people are going to do what you want them to do if they feel compelled to do it themselves and they're getting their own needs met.
1: Fantastic. I think you guys are actually really good at doing your own advice as well, especially in progressive. I think we all can agree with what you do for us, like the benefits you give us, the fact that I was able to move jobs when it wasn't quite right for me, you mm. accommodated it more than happily. So yeah, well, we
0: do our best and we're not perfect, and sometimes it, it doesn't quite work out. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact there's Sue sitting there, and there's plenty of other people who've moved roles over yeah. the years, um, and, and that makes me feel really good that the the culture is right you know sometimes people's jobs do change mm-hmm. sometimes what they want to do changes but the fact that the feedback is that they still want to be here and part of this is great um, and of course your culture does change every few years and you go through your blips mm-hmm. um, but just always um, embracing that and um, trying to listen to people I think is really
2: important
1: most people <laughs> must evaluate risk take too big risks or conversely scared when the risk is much lower than they think
2: yeah, so people misprice risk um, on, a, on a daily basis. Um, interest rate risk, lots of people will go into big fixed rate products or um, you know, they'll take hedges for um, you know, a lot of debt. And maybe that's a good idea if there's you know, a huge amount of debt. Um, but um, generally speaking, trackers are cheaper mm-hmm. over the long run. Now, that doesn't help you if interest rates suddenly go up to 10% and you've got interest rate shock. But generally, a fixed rate is rarely longer than five years. Um, So it's probably only going to help you out for maybe two or three years, depending on where you are in that that five-year period. And then you're going to be back to high rates anyway. (coughs) A bit like insurance. Well, it is insurance. It's it's, it's the same thing another way around. Um, You've got to get buildings insurance. You've got to get car insurance. Um, I generally think... Most other types of insurance, I'm I'm not supportive of. I've insured um, this man.
0: I, I, we've got I, um, key man insurance, haven't yeah,
2: we? Yeah, we we we've got um, life insurance. I mean, sort of. Um, um it, it, that that was. I've probably got a high risk of death. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, actually, this has completely switched. We we um, used to um, fly helicopters quite a lot, um, and I think there was sort of one morning I probably got up and thought, this is this is the point at which. It's a good idea to um, to insure because, me. Yeah, <laughs> well, insure both of us so that um, the, 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 you know the, if something catastrophic happened, the, the, the business wouldn't suffer. Um, so I think you you probably insure against big risks like that. Um, but there's all sorts of other types of risk abatement and insurance policies which I think are just a waste of money. Um, and pet insurance, um, which they Clearly, never, they never pay n- and out. They never for, bloody pay. So, that operation um, doesn't fit with it. Yeah, or, or there's a of y-
1: criteria, isn't there? Yeah, behind we. It.
2: Yeah, I mean you, you know, tax investigation insurance we pay for every year. Uh, I know we had a, an aspect inquiry over some capital houses that went on a number of years and a good, good sort of chunk of that, twenty grand of it. They just wouldn't pay. Um, you know, there's all sorts of other types of insurance that you can get for for tenants. Um, there's all sorts of other sorts of insurance that you could, you know, you could you could get for, you know, travel and, and and whatever else. Reference the tenants properly, get good ones, manage them properly. That is way better than getting insurance for when they go wrong. Um, get an animal which uh, is <laughs> genetically less likely to get a DNA uh, engineered you know, animal. genetically <laughs> less likely to to get ill. Um, treat it well. Um, you know, exercise it and uh, make sure it doesn't eat a load of, I don't know, chocolate, which is poisonous to dog- yes. dogs and things like that. These sort of, but I know I know you find this funny, <laughs> but they're, they're just sort of examples of... That animal um, has bad genes.
1: I guess of a lot of insurance products like that, they play on people's fears, though, don't that They
2: do. They? And that people, people go into p- PC World, I see this all the time, and my, my mum will do it. and I. They'll go into PC World and they'll go and buy a toaster. Okay, well, well, alright, maybe they don't sell those there, but I, I went in a couple of days ago and I, I went I went to buy one of these tablets, okay? Yeah. So Gemma wants to look at all the cameras by a bedside just in case she hears a noise, she wants to see them all there. So I've had enough of spending 400 quid on an Apple iPad, so I've, they've got a Samsung tablet there for 130 quid, which I, I think is you know, pretty good. Don't need the latest thing anymore. And the next thing that happens is someone scoots out and says, oh, do you want to take the accidental sort of um, (coughs) the accidental uh, wind damage insurance insurance, (laughs) uh, warranty, um, you know, uh, oh, how much is that? Oh, it'll only cost you 60 quid. So it's like, right, so that's 50% of the cost of the product. So I take two of those policies out and I've just bought a new one. Um, and um, you know, that's if the policy pays out. And there are so many examples of that where people buy on fear, uh, they think to themselves, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm buying this computer or this iPad or whatever and I need to insure against it going wrong or you know, a good one is the, the washing machines. Washing machines go wrong all the time. Uh, as soon as you buy one though, they, they try and put you on this plan where it's, I don't know, 100 quid a year. Well, why not buy a 250 pound washing machine put the hundred pound a year into another bank account, and then buy a new bloody washing machine in three years' time. It's gonna be cheaper, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think these, these, these basic calculations, um, if people perform these basic calculations and then self-insured by, you know, if they need to manage mm-hmm. their cash flow, i.e. they haven't got the money to, to pay for these unexpected problems, if they, they, they just created their own, own insurance pot, pot mm-hmm. um, it save a lot of money self-insure, not take the insurance out, and maybe just, just pay that money into another bank account, and then if you got ill or sick or whatever, mm. use that money then to, to, to cash flow your liabilities for the period, you know, until you get better.
1: So marketing is the single most important business function first, then have a meaningful product or service that helps people.
2: Yeah, so
0: I think a lot of people are well trained in their field, and I know co- consultants, trainers, coaches, You know, experts in different fields who spent £30,000, £40,000 getting trained, gone through school, university or a more sort of private sector way of getting their their training. Um, Let's use an example of a a life coach uh, and then what's their biggest problem four years later? They haven't got any clients. And you cannot coach people if you don't have clients. The most important thing uh, when you're a coach is having clients. Uh, and I think a lot of businesses, not all, because others probably too focused on marketing and don't have a good product, but a lot of businesses don't focus enough on getting people through the door. So if you imagine a shop, um, some people think, well, it's important to sell. Well, the selling selling only happens in the shop from the, the, you know, the, the owner or the cashier of the shop. And of course, the stock's in the shop. But marketing is getting people in the shop. So, you know, most problems in business, okay, there could be a hole in the business the, the, the finances, finances might not be managed very well, um, but basically most problems in business would be solved if you doubled your turnover. You know, if you, you, you got better at marketing, generating business, um, and you know, so many people are spending years and years and years trying to perfect their product, when in fact they could put a raw version one product out do a launch, reduce the price in line so that you, you know, you're saying, look, there's fair exchange here because this version two will be better, therefore I'm offering a bit cheaper. Go and sell some of your product like we've done on the um, Progressive Pass. Yeah. So we've launched that and it's great. It's 15 times better than our old one, but we know there'll be bugs. So we know there'll be a few things we've got to sort out. We want, there's more content we want to put in. But instead of waiting another six months, we did a launch, we had 1,200, 1,300 I think beta test users. So they're in there, they're now using it, telling us, okay, well, there's nothing on flipping or maybe the search function doesn't work quite as well. I love it, but there's a few tweaks. We tweak that, then we bring it back out to the market and then we can increase the price. So, you know, you've got to sell some stuff quickly, which is marketing, and then constantly iterate your products and make them better and better
2: and better.
1: Birds of a feather flock together. Good networks will well-connected people and schemers and scammers.
2: When I'm looking at a new industry or a new strategy or something that I, I want to do, I'll generally look at the people who are doing it and sort of who's in that that space. Um, you know, if 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 it's a I don't know a new say a commercial conversion strategy or, you know, maybe I'm looking to, to work out how to increase the yield on our properties and, and want to sort of you know, modify our strategy in, in that way or maybe we're looking to go into Bitcoin or, or whatever it is, I'll generally work out who's doing it and work out, you know, I usually know them. And, you know, if, if I think they're good and they know what they're doing, um, often that will be more of an encouragement to go into something. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at the end, um, end of the last recession, when a lot of the new build companies, you know, when they were selling all the off-plan properties, when they, they went bust. Um, Lots of those people went into selling carbon credits, or land banking, or maybe they were uh, doing forestry. Um, And um, I I saw three or four characters that I'd I'd remember as, let's be honest, as being shysters in the previous market. Um, Don't hold back, Mark. (laughs) Um, And they, they all fired off in this direction. I knew I didn't need to look very deeply to work out that um, these were likely to be scams and, and you know, weren't really going to um, generate profits for the people who were going to engage in them. They were just selling more rubbish. Yeah. Um, so I think that saves you a lot of time if you, if you look at the individuals who are involved in a, in a sector or a business to work out. A, if it's, it's good, it's got longevity, because lots of people get involved in something just because, through naivety, because they they're not experienced, uh, but if there are some good people doing it, and they've got experience, and they've stood the test of time, that'll encourage me into it, mm-hmm. uh, and if there are lots of, sort of, uh, less experienced people doing it, or schemers and scammers, uh, that'll really put me off, and it'll take me a lot longer to get involved in something.
1: Money does make you happy, Rob. Yeah. Learning how to make, manage, master and measure money yeah. um, is vital and do good with it.
0: Yeah, I think there is nothing wrong with having a focus on money. You know, We're in um, one floor of our offices here and our accounts department is over there and there's what, two, four, six, there's about 10 people in that department. Uh, and if we didn't have a focus on managing money and controlling costs, then it would all go into a hole So, you know, like some people say, oh, you've just got to do what you love and love what you do. Well, yeah, you've got to enjoy it, but you've also got to be focused on the money. You need to generate enough turnover and you need to take all your costs off and have a 20% net margin left. So having a money focus is important. So making it is okay. It doesn't make you bad or evil. Your product, you know, you should want to sell it. You should charge a fair exchange price, which means you can make some margin. You might need to up your prices. It's good to target driving revenue up. Um, And then, of course, managing it well, which is when you get it, not squandering it, not giving it away frivolously, not overspending. um, Also, not being too um, tight and hoardy with it. Um, And then learning how it works, learning its function, embracing its function, uh, and um, ultimately making more of it and very closely measuring it with key performance indicators, with key result areas. You know, knowing, we, we, um, Mark and I study our management accounts each month Um, and actually I could study them more, I read them on the top line, but I know if I really dug into them that, you know, like um, the things are hidden in plain sight, Um, so a lot of people run businesses but they just don't know where all the money goes and sometimes when we get big or if I get disconnected I'm just sort of thinking, oh I don't really know what's going on here or you know, I haven't looked at my KPIs for a while and I'm not really sure where stuff is going. So yeah, it's balancing, doing meaningful work, creating great products, changing the world, making a difference. This is all important, and this is all very popular now, isn't it? But let's not also forget the fact that you need to make profit and good sustainable profit, and it's okay, and you need to pay your mortgages and send your kids to the school and and all that kind of stuff. Um, So you want an equal focus.
1: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Um, I think you said it before, was it a quote of, it might have been you, Mark, actually, if you run your business like a hobby, it will pay you like one. Mm. So it's good to have the focus on your business. Yeah, you have to run your business like a business. That's what it is.
0: And and sometimes you have to make clinical financial decisions. And if you balance that with a nice culture where you care about people as well, that's probably a good balance. Mm
1: -hmm. No, definitely. Okay, people buy what they want, not what they need. Beware of shiny things that only give a short-term hit.
2: (coughs) You see this all the time. Uh, and, and I'm not saying I'm immune to this, but um, <laughs> you know, Apple's a good example, isn't it? Um, yeah, they, got you. They, they make a, or made a good product. Um, and uh, for me, the, one of the biggest benefits was how intuitive, easy to use, and um, the, the, the products are, and also the fact that they, they didn't go wrong. Because um, I don't, you know, I value my time and I don't want to spend my life fixing a computer or a, a device and, and trying, to, trying to learn how it works. So I just sort of want to use it um, and spend my time elsewhere. Um, but I think one of the biggest draws for Apple uh, or, or in terms of the consumers that would purchase its products was the look and the feel of its products. Steve Jobs went down a road of creating this sort of quite Scandinavian or Germanic um, product that, that feels great you know it's got aluminium or, or metallic casing and you know it's very clean you know in terms of the lines they spend a hell of a lot on design and they managed to turn it into um, something that people desired and you know would would uh, people especially young people go out and sort of show their phone off and it's it, it's something that um, their peers may uh, be impressed if, if, if they buy so Lots of people are buying those products because they want them rather than through necessity, uh, and I think that's a very, very good example. Um, you go and buy a, I don't know, Chinese Huawei or you know maybe even a, a Samsung phone, <laughs> less so <laughs> Samsung, but they are a lot they're a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do in some ways more. Um, Android is probably more advanced, um, uh, but people buy what they want not what they need
0: give um, a successful person a thousand quid they could turn it into a million give a poor person a thousand quid they'll turn it into an iPhone and um, you know it's amazing how they've got us to spend 500 quid and a thousand quid on a phone when do you remember like 20 1, years ago? Twelve hundred quid yeah
2: I refused to oh, yeah you that did. Was it. Do you rem- I'm done
0: do you remember like 20 years ago you get a free a really nice phone free on a contract for a year wouldn't you yeah. you actually get the phone free and now people so um, I think also when you're selling, and when you're on the other side of it as a business, you do need to show people what they want, not just uh, what they need. You know, sometimes sales is about creating, like this is what Steve Jobs was one of the best in the world at it, wasn't he? He was like, hey, you don't need this iPhone. I mean, the iWatch, no one needs that. It doesn't do anything different to the phone, except you've got it on your wrist and it's smaller. But he managed to convince people that they need it by highlighting their desires. so I think if you're looking to grow your business, you want to tune into and sell to people what it is that they want, as as well as what it is that they need.
1: Serve, solve, care, improve, and involve.
0: Yeah, so uh, I think that that the model for starting and scaling your business is to first off, find a problem that exists in the world, uh, a common problem ideally, because then you've got more customers, then to create a meaningful solution to that problem that's fast, easy, convenient, Uh, for the the end users, and that can be anything from a vaccine to a a better milk bottle top. Mm -hmm. You know, when the birds used to peck at the milk bottle top and because Tetra Pak have become the rousing family, one of the richest families in the world, and that's all from packaging. Mm -hmm. So you can do the post-it notes, a very great solution to a very uh, common problem. It's only a small problem, but, uh, you know, so, so like, first off, we must care to find the problem. Then we must solve the problem. Then we must serve our clients in solving that problem. Uh, and care about them enough to get their feedback and to listen to them and work with them to make that problem better and better and better, and then just keep evolving through the different marketplaces as they change, as technology changes, as human behaviour changes, as our problems change, Uh, and ultimately I think that's a good model for um, sustained business success.
1: A no is only a no today.
2: I think whenever you're selling or you're looking to buy buildings, um, you know, this is very pertinent for myself. You get um, the answer no to a price that you want to pay or a building you know, that, that somebody may not want to sell um, many, many more times than you would get a yes. Um, so you know, if I'm trying to buy something, uh, the building we, we last bought, I think I was sort of trying to get the agent to do a deal on that for about 14, 15 months before we actually bought it and I just kept emailing and ringing and texting, saying when, 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 and they kept saying no. They, they want to let that bit, they, they don't want to sell it. I kept saying, no, I want to buy it. And then eventually, the vendor suddenly changed their mind and said, right, we want to sell it, but we want to sell the whole lot. Um, and, and of course, because I'd kept peckering away and because I'd kept on trying to get hold of that, that, that building and no had turned into a yes. Mm-hmm. So many times when you're speaking to prospects, Um, You know, and they're they're looking at your services or your products. Their initial response is no, I don't want that or I can't afford that. Uh, But something will change in their life where they do need it. And if you're persistent and you stay around, then you're going to be ready and there in in the right place when they say yes. Um, In addition, they may suddenly start liking a new product that you've got or something about the products that you've already got, changes which turns the no into a yes. So only see it as a, a short-term thing, the the, the, reject, the rejection, the initial rejection. Keep, keep staying on, be persistent, and then eventually it's likely to turn into a sale or uh, a purchase, a transaction.
1: Number 11 then, our final one. Creativity, innovation, and ideas. Ideation?
2: Ideation. Ideation, sorry ideas. about that.
1: <laughs> ideas. are vital. You can do this. Keep, procrast- keep practicing. I need to practice some more. And surround <laughs> yourself with people and places that encourage it.
0: Yeah, I think that a lot of people who, um, they say that they're not creative or they're not very good at ideas. Uh, and I just, I guess I want to say that all business... Um, progression is about creativity, it's about ideas, innovation, it's about brainstorming, it's about looking at new ways to solve a problem. You know, Mark might not necessarily say, hey, I'm the most creative person, but getting in meeting with planners and looking at, um, you know, how many rooms he can fit into his big block, and I bet you he's very creative, and I bet he's come up with a lot of solutions. And so what I I guess I want to let entrepreneurs know is, even if you don't think you're creative, you are, because, you know, creativity can be, um, for example, Steve Jobs took a lot of, Research work that was done in Xerox and put it into his iPhone. So actually his creativity was copying and taking something and making it Better or, or taking it like hip-hop is a, a hybrid of different types of music It's so taking something and improving it taking it something that exists and making it better or taking something out of a different market and putting it into yours um, and, and all problems in business are solvable if you allow yourself time space um, you know, Speak to people, go to design and art museums, read books, be around interesting people, have interesting conversations. Everything that you're struggling with in business right now is one good idea away from being completely solved. Uh, and I think you've just got to remember that and allow creativity within your team. Uh, sometimes it's good to be bored, sometimes it's good to have space where you're not just work, 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 work. Um, I have a lot of my best ideas when I'm bored, but I don't like my, let myself get bored very often because I don't like it, because I don't like feeling bored. Um, but if I'm wandering around, not much to do here, what am I doing? Scroll on social media, have a look at a couple of websites, blah, 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 catch a conversation, and all of a sudden that can all create an idea. Which if I was just work, 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 diary, diary, diary. I, I, I wouldn't have space and time for that idea. Listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, watching documentaries, having conversations about them, going out for dinner. Um, Mark and I went out for dinner with Jonathan, didn't we? And, you know, having those discussions, sometimes allowing discussions and meetings to go away you don't want them to go, so you can discover something new. I, you know, like the more and more I see businesses, I, rem- I realise you're one idea away from the solution. You just don't know that you are, or you think that you can't create it.
1: Thank you very much for stopping by and Pleasure. spending some time with me, and both the communities as well. Um, if you do want to hear more tips from Rob and Mark, they both do have their own podcasts. Um, all you have to search for is either the disruptive entrepreneur for Rob, or Mark my words for Mark. And um, yeah, we'll see you again soon. Thank you.